welcome back to Sandlot Sports, where yes, we really are that kind of stupid. Um, guys, over the, the past couple of days, we lost one of the voices of baseball and really of sports of Vin Scully. Yeah. Um, it, it, you can go back on some of the most memorable calls, all of baseball and even other sports. I know he did uh, some golf, some basketball, and, you know, and I know like ESPN was even like doing the 88 World Series. And I was kind of watching with my daughter. I was like, who's going to win this game? She's like, the the green team. I'm like, no. <laughs> and she watched the, the Kurt Gibson home run. And she's like, oh. And then she listened to the sounds and, you know, Vin's calling. She's like, oh, oh. Um, and it got me thinking just because we've lost a lot of voices of sports, um, you know, obviously over the years. Who's the best announcer that you've ever heard call a game? Yeah. I'm I'm so basic in this regard. Like it's hard, it's hard for me not to think of Madden. I watched so many NFC football games when he was calling <laughs> games. That I just I don't know. I miss I miss John Madden calling games. How many quarterbacks do you think can do that? That's not an arm. That's a gun. You think you got him tackled? <laughs> Some of those moves. There's only one guy in this game that makes, and you just saw that guy. Watch what this guy here does to this guy here. If you want to be a blocker, you want to be a guard, you do this. That is called a pancake. I mean, that is manhandling. And I watch Ellis Johnson. He gets so low there, he just took his head and just stuck it right in the ground. He said, I am not going to let Larry Allen get underneath my shoulder pad. I mean, I hate to make this a Larry Allen highlight film. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I'm watching. He's going to pull and make contact right here. Watch it. Here's where he's going to end up. Now, watch that. Boom. Look at that. I mean, he knocked him right out of the picture. Yeah, it's it's tough. I can't, I, I can't pick one person because like there, there's so many voices that comes to mind, like Keith Jackson. Tim Williams in the punt, averaging just under 38 on 44 kicks this year. Nice high kick, got a little wind under it, and it runs Howard back up. Look at that! Yep. I remember uh, well well he's still alive, right? Uh Bob uh Marv Albert, he's still alive, right? Yep, Marv is still alive. Yeah, Marv, Marv yep. Albert's like my NBA voice. Fire away, he's now one for nine. The look away to Levingston. Jordan. Oh, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan. That's 13 consecutive field goals. Yeah, Marv Albert in the 90s. Jordan for three, like like it, it's, it's so <laughs> I- iconic, man. Like he's they they're they're great in their respective uh respective like sports. Like yeah. I can't I can't choose which one like better over the other. Like they're, they're just great. Yeah, that's saying like Scully was baseball. Coming up, four three A's, two out ninth inning. Not a bad opening act. And the Dodgers have won the game five to four. I don't believe what I just saw. Vince Scully's yeah. voice was baseball. Keith Jackson's voice and just stories and the way he spoke, that was college football, especially in the 80s and 90s. And I mm-hmm. believe his final game was actually that USC Texas game. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if I'm remembering, that's a hell of a way to go out. 
Yeah. That's real, real good way to go out. Yeah. In. Fourth and five. I kind of feel like Joe. I'm too old for this. <laughs> Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Um, yeah, and Marv Albert was was the the voice of NBA basketball back in the back in the eighties and nineties, back when people you know players were actually tough and played all eighty two games. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, uh, he's Vince Scully. Also, too, it's like you you even have like commentators from other sports study him, try to emulate him, and how. Now Petrov controls back to Parlamar. Skating in on the left side. Into the American end. 55 seconds. But Mikhailov has the puck. Mikhailov sweeping in. Out in front. Backhander goes wide. And Nick Craig might have got a piece of it. Mikhailov. Back out to Billy Legendov. 43 seconds remaining. Morrow. Checked into the boards. It comes back to center ice. 38. 37 seconds left in the game. Petrov with it. The Americans on top. 4 to 3. Long shot. Craig able to get a piece of it to sweep it away. 28 seconds. The crowd going insane. Carlemont shooting it into the American end again. Morrow is back there. Now Johnson. 19 seconds. Johnson over to Ramsey. Billy Legendov gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in Like, I think there's a documentary on Vince Scully, and it talks about like like his his whole thought process when he's calling game, because he's just he's smooth. It's just like like water. Like it just it just flows. It just flows right. You well, know. And, and the difference between Scully and Keith Jackson, and and all and the greats and what we have now is that they never wanted to be part of the action. They yeah. knew that they were there to get the point across of what was going on in the game, describe the game. As BJ said, you know, Madden was the same. He was there just to be. They're just, just narrators. Just to be the narrators. Yeah, now, now the announcers want to be part of the game. You know, yeah. for as much as I do love Gus Johnson, you know, it's a Gus Johnson game. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and Billy Packard's the same way with, with college basketball. Jim Nance is kind of the same way with, with golf and basketball. Like they, they are part of the game and they're not supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I, I personally, I miss that. That's how I feel about fucking Joe Buck. I hate Joe <laughs> Buck so much. He's got such a hard on for hating on the Cowboys. <laughs> Fuck, oh, I hate that guy. I hate that guy. And I saw... People- What's even worse is it's not like he does it just to balance Troy Aikman out. Because Troy, if, if you've ever listened to Troy call a Cowboys game, he is not a homer. Not like he'll all. tell you Jerry's doing this wrong. The offense looks like crap, this, that, and the other. Like Troy will do that. So it's not like he has to balance Troy out. Joe Buck just genuinely hates the Cowboys. And I genuinely hate Joe Buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it is so funny because you'll hear um kind of fans across all teams of the NFL were like, well, Joe Buck hates my team. Joe Buck hates my team. And it's the same across the board. No, Joe Buck just hates football. Just in general. Yeah. I think he just hates Go football. Do something else. <laughs> the problem is, is he'll never live up to his father. And that's why he stays out of baseball or he doesn't yeah. do it as much. He used to do both. Does he still do both? Joe Buck? 
Yeah, he does yeah. baseball. Oh, see, I don't even know because I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he'll he'll do a lot of the playoff games for Fox. Um, Bastard. for uh, t- for Turner now. Yeah, not a not a big fan. So I mean, it's just. I know, Pat and, and, Summerall and John Madden's a voice for me. Yeah, that's what I think yeah. of a lot. And the the thing with with the thing with Joe Buck is like he has no emotion in his voice whatsoever. He like he called powder. two of the biggest plays of our generation. He called the helmet catch. Oh yeah. And he called the miracle in, in Minneapolis. And if you listen yeah. to both of them, like you would think it's a play in the in the second quarter. I know I I miss the the eighties and nineties again when, when players were were tough and strong and didn't want to sit out because they don't get along with their coach like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm cool with that in the NBA. I don't mind guys sitting on the NFL. That shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, My boss well, is mean to me. I'm gonna sit out. No, no, go get your ass out there. I know, right? Um, I think that I think Kevin Durant. And what he did, saying that he's either them or me, I think he did that to speed up the process of them trading him. And, like, pretty much, like, I don't give a fuck who we take. Like, let's just get him out of here. But if I'm Sean Marks, you you may want me gone. But guess what? We don't have to trade you. We don't. Carlos Bluff. He's got four years left in his contract. Fuck him. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and the thing is, it's one thing about player – like empowerment was nothing to where like you're you're holding fans hostage stuff like that like you're under contract well if anything why don't you work with them and be like okay look shit ain't work out this season like this is what i want for the team like try it that way of saying either them or me trade me like if i'm sean marks i'm keeping them. like you know what it's okay we're gonna work it out you're gonna fucking suffer it's gonna look bad on you it's not gonna look, look it's not gonna look bad on you. it's gonna look bad on you because yeah, I can be, you're a I, hooper you want to play and, you, can, and you're not going to see that from I can be the GM because I would just be like, oh, oh, you're going to sit out. There's nothing more I would do to steal a year of your career right now if you're going to be a piece of shit. That's fine. Sit out. Yeah. 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 Go the ahead. Problem, the yeah. problem with the NBA, he'll sit out and he'll still get paid. You know, yeah. at, some, at some point, I, I just, I don't know. I would just hold him to everything he's contractually obligated to except mm-hmm. for the games. And you could just sit out and I'll just steal a year of your career. And you can get paid. Yeah. I don't care. How you're no. yeah, he's 34. Yeah, how's your, how your knees feel, bitch, sitting out? Right. How Achilles feel. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Now, correct Man. me if I'm wrong, but if, if they don't play, do they have to show up for the uh, post, post-game conferences? No, I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Um, I think it's based on uh, I think it's based on the contract. Yeah, because um, if, they, if they dress but don't play, just – Think about stealing a whole year's worth of stats from somebody with an ego that big. That's oh, gotta hurt. Are you, are you Durant, implying that the guy Durant that has burner like accounts on social media has a big ego? Yeah, no, I'm saying he does. I'm not even implying it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like, could you just imagine somebody that has an ego like that and saying, I'm going to steal a whole year of your stats? You'll never rank among the greats. Well, and, and to doing his point, I think, I think his legacy has already been destroyed. Well, we, we've talked about top 10 players of all time. And I, I believe when we did it back during the finals, Durant wasn't in the conversation, but he was probably top 15. And I think this 
just destroys any notion of him being in the top 10. Because from my understanding is to be a top 10 player, you have to be greatest of all time and also highly regarded as, as a player in the league. And Durant's had, had the, the reputation of being soft as it is. And this just makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's 21st in scoring right now. Yeah. 25,000 points. Who's, Who's who, who, what active players are Reggie, Reggie Miller. Oh, Malone active. James Harden at 28. Russ at 30. Chris Paul at 39. LaMarcus Aldridge at 44. And Steph Curran at 47. Steph Curry at 47. Yeah, well, and, and Steph's got at least another five or six prime years left. DeMar DeRozan at 50. Just to throw him out there. That's the active mm-hmm. list. Oh, Melo, mm-hmm. they still count as active. He's ninth. Oh, he made it up there a little, a little sneaky. And LeBron James at two. Sorry. So that's the total active list. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I pulled up the list now. So, I mean, Curry Mello could got, jump. Melo got twenty eight thousand sneaky points. Yeah, I mean, Steph could jump from forty seven to mid thirties this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Is once you get up to the top ten, you could really go from ten to ten to fifth in a year. Yeah. Well, and then they say that. I mean, I'm I'm sure he will. LeBron's going to take the scoring championship this year if he plays. I think he wants to. Um, it's what it's what his legacy's boiling down to is stats. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what Emmett Smith did. So Emmett Smith played a couple years beyond his prime for Arizona just to get the record. Yeah, but I would argue that. Emmett's three Super Bowl rings are more valuable than LeBron's rings. It's harder to get a Super Bowl ring than an NBA championship. Mm, I would say that the less people have, and not just because there's less people on the team, but less people have NBA championships than have NFL championships. I'm looking at a guy with three, four, five, six. A lot of repeats. How many NFL players repeat besides Tom Brady? Yeah, that... besides the, besides the Patriots, just as a whole, uh, Peyton repeated. Oh no, 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 no! It's it's Tom Brady because without the pay, without the without <laughs> the Brady, how's the Patriots been? Yeah, well, there's Peyton. He's got two. Eli's got two. <clears throat> There was oh yes yeah so since Shaq's four I didn't go I haven't gone down the list even further yeah Akeem's two you know I feel bad some of these guys I'm not too sure about Duncan with five Paul Pierce with one Paul's only got one right yeah yeah Pierce only has one. Okay. But they did go to the finals the second time and lost, right? Yeah, right. lost. They, okay. That was the Kobe uh, six out of four, uh, 24 okay. year. Okay. So that means KG only has one. Yep. Durant's got one. 
Jerry West has three. Yeah. Durant has two. Yeah, Durant get... only has the two that he had with Curry. Yeah, Curry. Oh, they, got, yeah. they got two. Damn. Uh, West only has one, dude. Really? Yep. Yeah, he only and has Ray, one. Ray Allen has two. Yep. Boston at has least two. two. two did he get three? two? Did he get a second one with Miami? No. He didn't? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. He got one yeah, Miami he's got, because he's got the two. first one yep. they won without him. Okay. Yeah, Patrick doesn't have any. Iverson doesn't have any. Chuck doesn't have any. Harden doesn't have any. Russ doesn't have any. Parrish has a few. You just get rid of a Parrish. Yeah, uh, Robert Parrish. Par- Parrish has a few. Um, Dantley, Wade's I don't think two. Wade's got two. Yeah, Adrian Dantley doesn't have any. Didn't he get one with the Pistons? Nope. They traded yeah, his butt away. Just before it happened. Okay. Yep. He was mm-hmm. he was the trade that they got uh, James Aguirre for. Boy, he just missed. He yeah, missed that was we talked about that he last j- week. He, that, just, he just missed the Lakers dynasty. He just missed the Pistons dynasty. Well, he he mm-hmm. we talked about that last yeah, week. That he was he was the piece that allowed the Pistons to win in '89. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember talking about that. I'm yeah. just saying he just missed dynasties. Mm-hmm. 77 to 79 of the Lakers, and he got traded that the year Magic was drafted was 79. And then the Pistons, he gets shipped out just before they win. That's got to kind of suck. Yeah. feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah obviously Clyde doesn't have any. Um, Elgin Baylor doesn't have any. Because he played for the Clipper. Who you said? You said Clyde doesn't have any? Clyde? I don't think Clyde Drexler won any. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he did. He won one. Woohoo. I think. Oh, no. He won two with, with the Rockets. No, he didn't. No, yeah, he no, was, no. One of those you were the first time. He won one with the Rockets. He won the one, last yeah, one. The Rockets one. won. And then yeah. Chuck came there and they didn't win. Gary Payton got one. Larry Bird's got three. Um, I can't answer Hal Greer. I thought Gary Payton got two. No, he, Payton only got the one with the Heat. Oh, that's right. Because he didn't get that one with the Celtics because they he lost. he was on the Heat with the Celtics at that point. Yeah, Greer's got one. I don't know about Bellamy. He doesn't have any. Hell, Bellamy was only a four-time All-Star. That's... uh, Pau Gasol has two? Yes. That was a question. I don't know about Bob Pettit. Robinson with two? Robinson has two. George Gervin, not sure. Uh, Gervin doesn't have any. That's sad. Aldridge doesn't have any. Mitch uh, Richmond. George, no, Gervin, George Gervin was a huge influence on a lot of players that came up in the 90s. Yes. A uh, lot of people don't know about him. Yeah, you know, another guy that gets kind of forgotten about is uh, Mitch Richmond. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. He was part of the run TMC and the uh, the, the Kings. Yeah. The oh, Kings shit. Were... He's got a championship. With um... Lakers. Yeah, Lakers. Squeaked yep. one in there. How many does Steph have now? Five? Steph has five. Yeah. Steph has uh, five? Yeah. I thought he has four. Four. Say. You're right, four. He has four. four. He wants five because he wants one than LeBron. He's about to have five. <laughs> that team is nasty. Yeah, that team that is going to be nasty. nasty. Yeah. And they could trade people away and make it worse. Yeah. 
they could trade Wiseman or somebody and pick up a couple other players and you'd just be like, holy crap, here we go. Yep. All over again. Yeah. So, I, I mean, gonna keep it yeah, and realistically, like I was saying, if he just averages 25 points a game this year and plays 80, all 82, he'll move from 47 all the way up to probably 34 on the list. Does it get tight? Where does it start getting tight? That's 22. That's tight right there. From 34 up. From th- I mean, it's only separated by a couple thousand points. They can, he could really do some damage in these next few years. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the I mean, he, he, 25 points for him, that's a good season. Mm-hmm. It's not a great yeah. season, but that's a good season. And if he does that the next two years, you're talking like top 25 all time score. Got to remember, he scores at a higher rate because of the shots he takes, too. Yep. So he's closing in faster than most people would be closing in. And going back to your point about Durant, it, you know, if, if you're Sean Marks and you call Durant's bluff and say, you know, fuck it, you can sit out. I don't care. I will steal a year of your career. How much would that eat at him watching Steph climb the Steph, ladder? Steph, LeBron, mm-hmm. everybody out there still doing what they're supposed to do. You yeah. know, I just get to the point where it's just like, uh, what am I going to sacrifice? For this team, like I would rather set you out and let the team focus on the other eleven guys. Right, ten like, because you know, they still have Ben Simmons on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> so both of you, y'all can go pose on Instagram with your Lamborghinis and just yeah. get the hell out of here. And, and l- let's think about that for a second. So last year, even when uh, Brooklyn made the playoffs as from the play-in, they were still the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. This year, yeah. they may not even make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it, it. It their roster could be Kyrie and a bunch of randoms. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I wonder if that's what uh, Durant is banking on. Is like, okay, Sean, you you want me to to set out? Fine, you have fun with Kyrie and his knuckleheadedness, and I'll, I'll sit back here and collect my checks. Okay, but see, but this also shows too that how KD is not a leader. Like you would think, like if it wasn't LeBron or Steph. All right, he's not a, a team meeting. He is not, not a bus what driver. What we gonna do, dude? Like we need to change this team around, bro. So let's let us figure this shit out. I got four he's... years on the contract. I'm not trying to lose every year. So what can we do? Like you would think he would have that conversation. A leader would have tried to figure out how to work with Russell and James. Yep, that's true. That that alone, right there. I mean, how many other players in their life in their careers would have been blessed to be drafted in? have a team drafted around him that was like playoff ready and very close to championship ready. Right. Yeah. They made the finals that one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Somebody would let that work. Somebody would, a real leader would have figured that out. You know, and you don't have to be the big raw, raw system leader. No, you can no, be no, like no. staff is not right. You know, it could a be cheerleader. It could have been as simple as inviting James over to your house on Wednesday night and inviting Russ over on Thursday night and having two completely separate conversations with two guys. And then invite them both, both over on Saturday. Or, or not. You don't, you don't have to make people like love each other. You just have to make them function with each other. And if I can say like, look, man, we got a real unique situation here. We might never come across something like this again. You know, we, we need to tighten up and use that. Mm. We and we and us language. You can really get somewhere with people. Oh, yes. So and, yeah. I, I think him not doing that tells you everything you need to know about his leadership abilities. 
yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah, exactly. Um, drafted into a big, th- or he wasn't, he was already there, but the other guys were put around him and had a homemade big three in a market that loved them, that treated them like a fucking college football team. Right. Like yeah. that, that fan base, that fan base could have gone up against any fan base in the SEC. Yeah. Or or anywhere in the country with the enthusiasm they brought to the team. Um, mm-hmm. I think they really messed something special up there. I was actually really watching the Thunder pretty heavy when they were together. It was fun yeah. to watch. And if I remember right, um, it was because of Katrina that they even had a team in Oklahoma City. So if I remember right, mm-hmm. it was the Hornets at the time played That's in New right. Orleans. And because of Katrina, you know, they they just couldn't play in New Orleans. They played in Oklahoma City for the year. And the NBA realized, oh, look, we can actually have sustain a team here. And then when Seattle imploded, they moved the team to Oklahoma City. Yeah. I was looking at Steph Curry's points per season. They aren't as high as we think they are. The 24.3. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about total points they scored in the season. 1630 was last year and 2015 well, points was the year before. So he's actually got a few more years till he's up there. But once he gets into the top fifteen, the, the the it's gonna fall quickly from there on. Well, and the, yeah. the thing the thing is, you know, the numbers I was given is if he played all eighty two games. Yeah, I was talking about. Well, I'm. We can't guarantee that, and it's actually not likely. We know that that's actually not likely. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I'm looking at just total points scored. And yeah, um, he's gonna make some big leaps. If he plays solidly for the next two years, after that, everything's going to be gravy, and he's going to start climbing up a lot quicker. Yeah, and I, I know we had the conversation before, but like where Steph ranks all time, um, I, I'm not going to say he's top two because that's just silly. Um, yeah. But I, I I can see him definitely ending his career top ten, maybe in the conversation for top five. But that's that's a tough conversation. I saw something that was kind of I you know I, I didn't post it. I should have when I saw it. But it said, um, or maybe I did. I don't know. It said, um, Russell Westbrook has more points, assists, blocks, and steals than Steph Curry. So if he's not a better point guard than Steph Curry, I don't want to hear that when you're comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan. I was like, oh, yes, yes. That's a great way to put it. That's great. That's a great way to put it. But I, I will, I will counter that. And it's just like quarterback. Peyton Manning has most most single season records. You know, Brady just played more seasons, so he has obviously has more career, you know, yards and completions and all that. But Brady has the wins. And as a point guard, your job is more so to win than a center. Yes, a center can dominate the game and help you win, but it's a point guard that gets you in positions to win. And that's part of it. And for whatever we're, reason we're talking we're talking about the LeBron Jordan argument. That's what that whole meme was about. Oh, well, like because people like to use LeBron's stats against Michael. So Michael hasn't played as long. And uh, so he doesn't have as many stats. What he does have is wins and no game sevens and finals and stuff like that. Yeah. And it goes back to what I'm saying is Jordan won. Yeah. Le- if I Le- can... Jordan has as many NBA final victories as LeBron does losses. <laughs> If he goes, he's coming back with the trophy. That's all there's. Yeah, to that's it. just all the way yeah. to it. That's all there's to it. If you if you fuck up and let him in that game, <laughs> yeah. And and I will say this to, to the day I die, 
the most important NBA basketball team was the 1989 and 1990 Pistons because of yeah. what they did to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because if if they don't push him around and win those championships, I don't know if he puts on the muscle that he did. I mean, he was still going to be determined to win, but I don't know if he gets in the weight room to to put on the muscle to compete. Yeah. So they actually created a monster. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein, I'm sorry, the monster's out of control. Oops. <laughs> and, that, and that's what's missing in this day and age. Yeah. Yes. Like Jordan ran into an obstacle and was like, man, how can I fix this? I guess I got to get stronger and do a few mm -hmm. other things differently. So he figured it out and made it work and then won multiple championships. And now when it gets tough, Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors. Well, and, and let's think about this for a second. So Kevin Durant was on the Thunder, lost to the Warriors. When he leaves, he goes to the Warriors. Now he's on the Nets because he couldn't make it work with Draymond Green. And that is a shenanigan all of, all of itself. So he goes to goes to the Nets and he can't make it work. He loses to the Celtics. And more likely, he's going to end up on the Celtics. Yep. <laughs> I love it. No, I don't. I like that. What sucks is he was one of my favorite. I really liked watching Durant and Westbrook. And mm -hmm. when he started all this shit, I just really soured on the, hey, I'm going to go to the team I couldn't beat. And, and here's the thing. Had he done it once, had he gone from the Thunder to the Warriors and stayed there, I don't think it been, would have been that big of a deal. Yeah. Could, could, you imagine, could you imagine Jordan replacing Joe Dumars? In playing with the Pistons because he couldn't get by him. Never. No, I could imagine him replacing uh, Isaiah because there's no way in hell Jordan and Isaiah. <laughs> no, we're just talking. We're just talking about a straight, a straight, a straight like personnel thing. We aren't even yeah. talking about personalities. We're talking about Jordan saying, "Fuck it, I can't beat him. I'm going to join him." And then the Pistons having like nine championships. Yeah. No. Jordan and Chuck Daly. Oh. <clears throat> Well, and I know we talked about it in a previous episode, you know, had Jordan not retired the first time and let's not forget, I mean, that, that was a mental break that no, he needed, but he, it, the more I listen to the Jordan stories, that was a suspension for gambling. That's, that's been the ongoing theory is that yeah. it was, an, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's been a theory for ever since he did it, that basically it was him and Stern got together and Stern went, you need to leave. And the thing with that is, if that was truly the case, somebody would have talked by now. Yeah. Because there's no know. way in hell that would have been a, a secret for this long. He's a billionaire. Billionaires' lives are different. It's easier for them to keep shit quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's a lot harder for a black man to keep shit quiet in the, in the 90s. Not if he's surrounded by a team <laughs> of white people. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So, so real quick talking about black and white. So uh, I went on the, I went on a cruise um, past couple of days and they did a finish the lyric kind of show with the audience and they had people come up and, and we're doing the thing. And it was like five white people and, and one black woman, big black one looks like Leslie Jones. And the, the little host was a little Filipino guy. It was probably five one. And so the guy was like, okay, well, here's the song and the girl goes up to the mic and it's like okay your song is sweet caroline she looked back at that little filipino guy and went you gave the one black woman you know sweet caroline 
And the guy was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bitch, it's an American classic. You should know this. Sing the fucking words. <laughs> um, how, what? It was the weekend I went to see the uh, uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight. And every British person that was there in Vegas, everywhere you went, they were they just start busting out that song. It was yeah. it was crazy. You're like, hell, that, that, that sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. Like, like it was like pandemonium. Everybody, one person hear it, then everyone starts singing. Well, that was the thing when when Boston got beat was like 25 to 3 or something insane by the, the Blue Jays a couple of weeks ago. And they were singing Sweet Caroline at Fenway Park because that's what they during the during the 17 year stretch. And the people in the crowd were booing. And they posted on Twitter, when white people start booing Sweet Caroline, you know you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. It's a problem. It's just it's just Boston. Those people hate each other. Those people, I'm telling you, people from Boston don't like people from Boston. That's one of the angriest places on the face of the earth is Boston. The people that I meet from there are just uh, different. They're different people. That's one, one way of saying it. Yeah, I'm trying to be diplomatic because those people tend to come to Florida. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like New York, the people from New York hate everyone that's not from New York. People from Boston hate just hate everybody. Mm. No, I wouldn't say that New Yorkers hate people that aren't from New York. New Yorkers think they're superior to people that aren't from New York. There's a difference. Yeah. It's not hate. It's ego. Spoken like the one New Yorker on the show. God, I have fucking experience. <laughs> I don't think it's hate. Boston, Boston people hate everybody. Like they're just, and I mean, if I talked like that and my voice sounded like that, I'd fucking hate myself too. <laughs> but like New Yorkers, it's more like, like even when I get family coming down, they seem kind of fucking smug. Yeah. And it's like, oh well, I don't know. That's that's a whole different fucking story, I tell you. Different story. Like, yeah, you went through the New York school system. Good for you. You've been taxed out of your ass for the last 20 years. How's it feel? <laughs> We're stupid down. We're stupid down here, but we got loose change in our pockets, bitch. <laughs> I'm not sure which right. is worse. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like a it's like a trade-off. It's like if you live in New York, you might be a little smarter due to the school system, but you're definitely going to be broke. We're going to break you. We're going to tax the shit out of you. And state Florida, level. you can't afford to live and your school, school sucks. So I school don't know. Sucks. So you're dumb and you live in a shack to get blown down by the first category two that rolls through. <laughs> Real quick, though, well, before we wrap it up, because I feel that coming. Um, I was just talking to Adam and Dorian about this before the show. If any band has more fun delivering you rock and roll than Dr. Hook, I dare you to show them to me. I challenge you. Watch Dr. Hook videos on YouTube. They are hilarious. And if they are full, if they are not fully fucking stoned every time I've seen them, I don't know. I don't know what stoned is, and I guarantee you that's not the case. Yeah, and for, for the for the uninitiated. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know if we're gonna get fined for this, and I don't care. I hope so. <laughs> that means they're listening. 
Hold on. I heard this song before. Yeah. When you're in love with a beautiful woman, you know it's hard. Everybody wants her. Everybody loves her. I love this music, but you got to watch them live because they are hilarious. It's like I'm fully convinced they don't want to be anywhere other than where they are right at that moment. <laughs> they are thoroughly enjoying themselves. Of course, copious amounts of drugs will do that to you also. That, that will <laughs> help. And they also recorded a song that was originally written and sung by Shel Silverstein, which is, is great. It's Dope. called... Um, I got stoned and I missed it. So you should check that out because I did not see that coming from Shel Silverstein. Although truthfully, I did not know all that much about Shel Silverstein other than his books. Yes. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sandlot Sports. One more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.